before the neighbors start stomping around again upstairs. What's going on, y'all? CA here, and I want to let you in on a little secret before this episode. If you ever wondered how I got so many interviews from folks all across the U.S. so easily, it's mostly thanks to Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one online podcasting platform that allows you to record your guests at high-quality MP3 or WAV files on separate tracks to make your podcast editing streamlined and easy. And now, if you haven't guessed it already, a lot of thought is proud to be hosted on Zencaster's brand new creator platform, which means if you all need to do any remote recording for your own podcast, I got the goods, and there they are. I got the goods to help you get started with Zencaster today. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code Thought, no spaces. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. Zencaster, it's time to share your story. <clears throat> All right, add over and let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? CA here. And today I'm going to share with you all a, a little snippet of knowledge, if you will, uh, from my interview last year with Augustine Fuentes, professor of anthropology at Princeton University. So originally, uh, I called on Augustine to help dissolve the myths that connect race to DNA, which you can hear all about in the episode Kinfolk, Not Skinfolk. But today I wanted to play a segment of what was left on that episode's cutting room floor. But first, a little context. During our interview, I asked Augustine about the conflation between race and disease, particularly in this case, sickle cell anemia an evolutionary response to groups of people who live over enough time in areas that are oversaturated with the malarial parasite, which of course spreads through mosquito bites. This is a genetic trait which causes one's body to produce half-shaped or sickle-shaped red blood cells. In the US, sickle cell is considered a racial genetic trait meaning doctors and the general public tend to think of sickle cell anemia as primarily affecting black folks. But just like the conflation between race and DNA, this is a half-truth. But don't take my word for it, take Augustine's. Malaria is a parasite, right? Um, it's a parasite that can cause significant harm to mammals. In the malarial parasite, um, part of its life history, right, the way in which it lives, is it infects mosquitoes. And then when mosquitoes bite humans and suck some of their blood, there's some spill back and forth, right? So basically, the mosquitoes then transfer the malarial parasite to humans, where the parasite grows and then reproduces itself. That's, that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. But in the last 10 or 20,000 years, humans started doing something which changed that relationship. Humans started clearing forests and growing crops and changing the landscape so that in areas where there was a lot of malaria and a lot of mosquitoes, humans altered the landscape so that there's lots of stagnant water, basically getting rid of forests and a lot of other animals, making it a, an incredible place for mosquitoes to reproduce, right? Lots of standing water so they can make lots of mosquitoes. And B, uh, reducing the number of other places the malarial parasite can live. So as 
humans began to get into agriculture and clear forests, especially around the equator, malaria began to kill more and more humans. Turns out um, that there are some mutations that show up around the world in uh, the African continent, around uh, Southern Europe and the Mediterranean region, and in South Asia, um, all of which do something that helps the human body fight malaria or malaria-like diseases. Basically, what they do is they mess with your red blood cells by turning them into a funny shape. And when the cell is bent that way, the malarial parasite can't enter it and make you sick. It can't reproduce itself. So actually, if you have all these bent cells, um, then you're protected from malaria. The problem is the bent cells don't make you very healthy and can make you very sick. And so it turns out that genetically, right, and physiologically, you can have a balance of like a percentage of bent cells, these sickle cells um, in your system, and that gives you a certain amount of immunity from malaria. So in populations of humans that have lived in these high malaria areas that have gone to agriculture and are really susceptible to malaria, what we see is there's this biological adaptation uh, of sickling cells to counter the malaria. So sickle cell anemia basically is the outcome of the human body fighting back against mosquitoes and malaria. And what happens when you have sickle cell a little bit is you might get a little sick from the sickling, but you're really resistant to malaria. That's great in a malaria environment. But if you go out of a malaria environment and you, you know, show up in New York City, um, where there today not much malaria at all, um, then even having a little bit of that sickling uh, can, can make you sick sometimes. Um, so you don't see why it's so important and beneficial. We think of sickle cell anemia as a disease tied to race, uh, but what in fact it is, it's the way in which our bodies have successfully navigated the really complex realities that they face, um, and it should be treated as such. There are ways to engage with it effectively without thinking about it as a disorder and really thinking about it as part of the range of biological processes for being human. Race doesn't come from biology. Racism doesn't come from biology. But racism has dramatic impact on biology. The differential morbidity and mortality is because of centuries of inequity, of discrimination and injustice in access to healthcare and access to nutrition and in this entire systemic threat of racism. While it is true that black people in the United States are more likely to have the sickle cell anemia trait, the reason is not because of race. Melanated skin does not equal susceptibility to sickle cell anemia. What sickle cell in America does reveal is the history of the transatlantic slave trade that removed millions of people from malaria-saturated environments to the Caribbean and American colonies in the 16 and 1700s. And that genetic trait takes a long time to phase out from any given population, especially when we consider that this particular population was forced to have children for the benefit of the US slave system, and then violently segregated from white society and thus other genetic populations without the sickle cell trait for the centuries that followed the antebellum era. What makes this really apparent for me 
is the approximate number of newborns in the United States documented to be carrying the sickle cell trait. 73 out of 1,000 black babies, 7 out of 1,000 Latinx babies, 3 out of 1,000 white babies, and 2 out of 1,000 Asian American babies carry the sickle cell trait in the United States. With a life expectancy that is shorter, about 22 years for those with full-on sickle cell anemia, this matters. A lot. Race should never be a shortcut for diagnosis because race is not a genetic reality. And as Augustine points out, racism in America is what causes many of the health complications minoritized peoples face every day who are without adequate health care to compensate for the damages that occur to our bodies over generations. That's the little lot of thought for today and the excerpt from my interview with Augustine Fuentes. This Little Lotto was produced, edited, and hosted by me, C.A. Music was, of course, generously provided by Micaiah McRaven. Follow A Lotto Thought on Twitter and Instagram at lotto underscore thought, and head over to our website at lottothought.com. Sign up for the newsletter and rate and review the show on iTunes. That really, really helps a lot. I'm C.A. Davis, and thanks for tuning in. And until next time, y'all, be well and Happy New Year. 2021, that's a wrap. Peace.